Well, the thing is, like, well, the, the thing is behind the marketplace, right? There's this network effect that happens when you get some semblance of traction, right? Whether it's ad spend, whether it's on email lists. The thing is, all these affiliates are watching what each other, what each other are doing. So they're all on each other's email lists and things like that. So if you start to get someone big mailing regularly, you're going to see this like, hey, what's this? You're going to see this traction gain that way, not so much from the marketplace at that point, but just from what's happening in the you know emailing ecosphere with the ad spends running, right? People that are using spy tools are seeing it. And a lot of the things I get from affiliates are like, hey, what's this offer, right? <laughs> it keeps popping up. What is this, right? <laughs> How do I get on it? listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson, founder and CEO of Funnel Dash. I'm with Mr. Dylan Carpenter today. Dylan, you ready to talk about some affiliate marketing? I got the pen and paper on, man. I'm ready to take some notes. <laughs> yeah, good, man. Well, today we have the Senior Business Development Manager who's been at ClickBank for over, gosh, maybe almost coming up on five years, it looks like. And... Uh, and ClickBank, I mean, you've been sleeping under a rock if you don't know what ClickBank is, but they've got over 6 million clients and are really the top performance marketing uh, platform to sell digital products online. It's a, also an affiliate marketplace, and uh, I'm excited to get into it, man. I, I don't know that we've had anybody on the podcast yet that's going to dive this deep into the world of affiliate marketing. So let's get into it. Thomas yeah, McMahon, how you doing, man? Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Yes, sir. So tell everybody, uh, tell everybody what you do at at uh, at ClickBank and uh, how you make it rain over there. Yeah, I mean, long short is that I help new sellers, right? People with products to sell online or affiliates uh, kind of get spun up and onboarded and scaling onto ClickBank. So, right, if you're a seller coming on, I kind of help guide you through the onboarding product setup phase, um, help you get introduced to affiliates and kind of kind of smooth over any friction points that might come from that. And then from the affiliate side, right, kind of help good offers get into your channel and kind of get promoting and then tee up, you know, channel partnerships when they make sense and things like that too which are you know the sexiest thing about what you just said was introduce me to affiliates <laughs> that's what everybody wants yeah you know, <laughs> like I was at, we were at a uh, affiliate summit i spoke at affiliate mm-hmm. summit uh earlier this year and um and uh you know that's like what they that's that's what like a win was like promising everybody promises that oh yeah okay you started we'll make a couple of introductions you yeah. know they were trying to get they're like um there was just like no networks out there for, you know, for the world of B2B. Uh, and, uh, and so it was, oh, yeah. it was, it was mm-hmm. not really a fun conversation for like a business, you know, credit card product, but, um, but yeah, like that's like the, that's the, that's the carrot to dangle in front of, it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. You manage my payouts. Cool. You manage my checkout. Cool. You manage my upsells. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're going to introduce me to affiliates? Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. that's, uh, no. Never, everyone thinks I've got the best offer, too, for the affiliates. And it's like, 
that's amazing yeah i just wanted to like know your rolodex of like who your go-to affiliates are for new offers I, like, <laughs> sure let me just list them off yeah. let's, let's just get those guys on the show <laughs> that is amazing well that's very cool man and you've been doing it a while right like what were you doing uh before before clickbank yeah so I, before clickbank i was working in seo so specifically like link building and seo at a agency out here i got started there just guest blog writing building backlinks making minimum wage as a writer because I got a creative writing degree for some reason and uh, (laughs) landed there, worked my way up, was managing a team of clients and, uh, you know, as an account manager, team manager there. And then, yeah, kind of outgrew it and moved over to ClickBank into an account manager role. So I was kind of just managing platinum affiliates, right? We're kind of the top affiliates on the platform and then vendors or sellers in the biz op MMO space, uh, make money online. Um, Kind of cut my teeth with ClickBank, just direct response marketing in that role, realizing I didn't know as nearly <laughs> as much as I thought about internet marketing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like a year and a half later, moved into a biz dev role, and it's uh, that was a really good fit for me. So I've been able to kind of excel there and, and do yeah. some fun stuff. Well, biz dev in the world of affiliate can get off the chain pretty quickly, uh, but I feel like you guys keep it pretty kosher over there at, at, at ClickBank in the biz dev side of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we try. It's yeah. I mean, direct response in general, right? It always toes that line of aggressive claims and marketing and things like that. And it's it's a balance, right? To help people land on converting, but still compliant copy and kind of keep things in check. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a we don't we don't use the word compliant over here. We just say hi converting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love compliant it, man. So well, quotes, yeah, yeah, Dylan, let's get into it, man. Let's let's dive into uh, our rich ad poor ad segment. Yeah, yeah. So Thomas, we'd love to kind of dive into, you know, what you see is working good. So I mean, what's your rich ad? My rich ad? Gosh, well, right now in our space, supplements, kind of weight loss, remedy supplements have been selling really well, right? Um, It's hard to tell if that's just good timing, or if it's COVID driving a lot of it, right? Of course, e-com, buyer behaviors just changed as we've seen with COVID kind of more people at home shopping online. So that's been a big part of it. Um, but what we're seeing, right, is that a supplement funnel can just draw more dollars in than say digital can, right? So you see much higher margins, much higher payouts. Well, I shouldn't say your margins, right? A digital funnel can have higher margins because there's a lot less overhead. Um, but it's a lot harder to get, you know, a $200 checkout, right? And oh, if yeah. you can pay 50% of $200, it's still better than 100% of 70, right? So um, things, you know, the economics just kind of go towards that multi-skew, you know, upsell flow um, with supplements. And the other part of that too, is that we see a lot of digital sellers adding supplements to their backend, right? And starting to flush out their average order values that way. Um, we've seen a lot of people leveraging joint ventures by putting other people's products in their upsell flows for one click, right? And be able to kind of boost earnings, customer acquisition, affiliate money, things like that. I want to talk about what is the go-to supplement funnel. All right. I got some green (laughs) juice here. I got some of my green juice. I got to take this every day. That's that's been a good one. No, I mean, uh, weight loss has been big, right? If, you know, if you're an affiliate listening to this, you might've seen, you know, research or get proven kind of at the top of the charts. Um, you know, it's usually a weight loss supplement wrapped in a 
curious hook, if you want to call it that, right? Like research yeah. is all about sleep, right? They lead with sleep and getting better sleep and all that, but it's weight loss offer on the back end of it, right? And that's kind of how they sell it. Um, gosh, a great one I've seen that I've onboarded this year is uh, better pooping, right? It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a can't poop, right? And that's the main headline. And it's a weight loss supplement on the back end of it with a gut health kind of hook, right? It's like a probiotic, but for weight loss around okay i'm trying to pull these up as you're saying okay i want to pull these up we're <laughs> going to link these in the show notes for for everybody that's listening so get leverage or what was it leverage get, get proven here can i chat in this okay. thing i can chat you the landers right, if you want yeah. get proven um oh yeah okay look at all these ads in google <laughs> here we go we got some affiliates here we go oh yeah yeah we got some uh, get proven and then what was the other one research research okay so let's just talk about these two okay let's just assume i am a seller and i have a weight loss offer okay that is my core offer mm -hmm. uh but i can't get approved on facebook to run a weight yeah. loss offer mm -hmm. even if i say the word metabolism <laughs> and even if i say if i take this one drink every night at 9 p.m before i go to sleep and i can't get that ad approved and my ads are getting shut down what would you do as an affiliate? Like what front end offer would you put in front of that to be able to yeah. like drive coming back to your word, compliant, <laughs> compliant. Uh, traffic, both at the ad level and, um, you know, at the offer level, because you get to see, you get to see, you have this God's eye view, man, of like millions <laughs> of sellers. You get to see supplements and, you know, there's weight losses like on the back end of like everything here, but yeah. it's Those all about how you're getting creative on the front end. Totally. No, so the biggest affiliates I see scaling on Facebook are doing pretty simple things, honestly, with just kind of pretty basic, you know, mm -hmm. landers of either blog type articles or quiz landers. Quiz is super common. I'm sure you guys have heard that, right? With like a kind of basic quiz to funnel someone through and it's going towards that. I'm sure Facebook's getting a little hip to it too, if they see the same thing around all the time. Um, but what I've seen, how I've seen affiliates adapt to that um, or media buyers adapt to that is just better quality looking quizzes and landers, right? It looks more like a fleshed out website. It's not like a you know regular content production piece, right? But it looks more like a blog that's out there, not just a single lander, but the whole mm -hmm. site's framed that way. So, you know, it's looking and then you're redirecting people through. The other part, right, is that these really aggressive landers that you might see, that's probably designed for email or non Facebook traffic, right? And a lot of these sellers, like the ones you're sharing with us right now. Yeah. This is yeah. Crazy. yeah. And like the, um, right. Those are, I'm sure they're getting a lot of Facebook traffic. Don't get me wrong. And they're just kind of getting ad account arbitrage shutdowns on them. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. but the, a lot of these sellers produce more compliant pages for affiliates to run to that are maybe not as converting, um, but they're safer. Right. And they, you know, can still back out well. And that's kind of been the, this shift right of people going from hardcore direct response like these landers have sent you which are like the default landers to bridging more of like an e-com direct response page that has some okay, show, drop us some links we're gonna we're gonna show like an a b comparison here for like email traffic landers for affiliates you're gonna get a lot of business from this thomas <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a great podcast for you. uh at ver you know versus um yeah, ver versus like this this email traffic, right? Because like uh, all of our like our whole audience is media buyers, Facebook right. advertisers, Google advertisers. They they wouldn't they would 
run away if they saw these landing pages where it says click to place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are unreal. Like, I feel like I saw that video from Get Proven like in the past like week or so. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, is this an actual thing? <laughs> no, oh it's uh, it gets. And I'll, I'll be honest, right? A lot of these aggressive landers are getting Facebook traffic, right? I don't know exactly how those media buyers do it, but they have some sort of competitive advantage. They can run at scale. I don't know if they're just churning through ad accounts. And nobody's of course they are. Or if they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if Let me do, just right, tell you, that. that is exactly yeah. what is happening. <laughs> it's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You're giving them all credit cards, right? Yeah. It's a, um, <laughs> right. So those are still getting scale on Facebook. It's just that, you know, shutdown issue. But the, um here's a i know that yeah that um that can't poop one that has actually has some decent traffic and oh, I the, pre, the prebiotic oh there you go yeah so yeah. you're saying the this the poop angle is is ultimately a weight loss angle behind it yep yep no. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. that's crazy yeah, I mean, there's there's some other th- ones, right? But a lot of them come back to weight loss. That's when you know that weight loss was huge, like five six years ago, um, and it kind of it didn't go away. It was always big, but it's really come back a lot this year again. And again, I don't know if that's COVID, just people feeling lethargic and conscious about it, not wanting to get too fat at home or anything like that. But right. right. So if I'm an affiliate, right, and I and I promote like uh, weight loss offers, and I just got all my accounts shut down, and I need to think <laughs> about switching, and I go and I want to, I'm listening to this podcast, Thomas, and you're like, hey man, um, if you're an affiliate, what offer should I, which what what offer should I be promoting right now? For, for like a uh, client one, or just like uh, of course, of course, yeah, like one that's not gonna get that account shut down. <laughs> no, so honestly, like this this uh this poop offer, right? I mean, it sounds funny, but that one is solid. It does really well. Um, there's quite solid. a, <laughs> <Solid>. <laughs> I was a creative writing major. I got to fit it in. Um, <laughs> there's some other like less aggressive, like, I mean, Emily, Emily Lark's back to life offers really good. She's got some compliant Facebook landers, um, that she's kind of really honed in. It's her face on it. There's a pelvic floor offer. I'm not sure if you know what that is, but it's a, Oh yeah. It's an incontinence, right. For women who have been pregnant, right. They've often lost their, you know, their ab floor. Um, so that's been backing out really well for people. That's a pure digital offer, but you know, really aggressive commissions on it. It's her face, right. It's kind of a lot more compliant than some of these bigger weight loss ones. And it's in a less, uh, how how should you say it? Like a, the niche isn't as monitored as weight loss, right? Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. Of those bands. Oh, yeah. There you go, man. It's like, hey, you want the short list of what to promote? Thomas is your guy. That's why. That's yeah. why. What's well, like really the biggest fit, right? Like, if I can really help an affiliate, like our media buyer, if they're like, "Here's offers I've run in the past. Here's what I've done really well with." I go, "Oh, okay. Here's similar ones you should start with um, that are backing out well." Or if someone tells me, "Hey, I need at least this commission on it. I need this." you know, CPA or rupture on it. It's like, okay, well, here's what matches up with that, right? These kind of things. And here's where to start. And here's, right. Cause if you go to the marketplace, you'll find some good things in there, but it'd be kind of hard to sort through and know what's, you know, backing out where, but we totally. can see, you know, I can see the media buying accounts that I know are running and go, okay, these are um, pushing these types of offers and you've done well with X. You should try Y. How many do these uh, guys, how much do these guys spend on tests typically if they're testing a new offer? 
so it's, it's funny it's like the the newer hungry guys of the game like right the 21 year olds who are just gonna crush it and send it right um they'll just <laughs> the 21 year olds yeah. so specific <laughs> well it's <That's> like <laughs> you know the 19 yeah. right like fresh out of high school they just they just seem to they'll start really slow and then just drop the hammer right and just kind of like blow it up and then they'll find something that just barely matches use the same creatives and just see if it backs out and just find the next best thing and do the same thing the more established agencies or like the people that are a little more long in the tooth at the game they seem much more comfortable running with like tighter margins right you'll see the younger guys they need like 50 percent roi or 100 percent roi in their ad spend and then they'll blow it up you see the longer in the tooth guys right they're like they know they can scale with 10 percent or five percent mm-hmm. right um they just needed to have the payment terms locked in which is why they like clickbank because they know clickbank will pay them um versus you know another random person they've met um but once they know it's dialed in they can scale it with five or ten percent margin and kind of hit you know five figure ad spend a day kind of thing without an issue and this is a margin game so yeah. it's like they, they will test much more steadily right and kind of like they'll start you know in the low hundreds and kind of drive a couple hundred clicks and then keep going and then kind of creep it up until you just see this nice plateau and then the it seems like the churn and burn guys will just yeah they'll like oh yeah this is working Boom, right? <laughs> Man, that's interesting. That is amazing. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend in partnership with MasterCard. And if you are an aggressive affiliate dealing with dozens of ad accounts, or you are in gray hat or black hat verticals, such as drop shipping, CBD, or other verticals where you're dealing with ad accounts getting shut down, business managers getting shut down, or even de-platform from platforms like Facebook and Google, then you absolutely need to check out Funnel Dash's ad card. We give you unlimited free virtual debit and credit cards. So you can have a dedicated card for every single ad account campaign. And you can attach any name and address in the US so you have complete anonymity on the card and at the card level. Plus, one of my favorite features is that you don't have to pre-fund or even top off like most typical virtual card solutions today. So if this is you and you're operating these verticals, whether you're an agency or an advertiser, then check out AdCard at FunnelDash.com. All right, so let's talk about some poor ads, man. What not to do? <laughs> Churn and burn. <laughs> <laughs> Say like, yeah, I mean, if you have a good system for churn and burn, it works for some people. Like, I, I wouldn't build my business that way, but I've seen, yeah, you know, yeah. we've got people running eight-figure businesses that way, so it's I can't knock it. Um, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, if you're 21 and years old and you got 50 percent margins, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and you got a Lambo, yeah, and you live in Thailand on the weekends, <laughs> yeah, probably. I think we're talking about the same people, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so I mean, I think the what not to do, gosh, it's. It seems really rooted right now in the really what I, okay sorry let me back up the affiliates and the media buyers i see that are struggling for success right and kind of like hitting some blockers is they're hitting the really hot offers and thinking that's going to convert for them right when really those are probably the most saturated offers uh mm. in the market right and they're proven you know um so there's you know no harm thinking that but if you're going up against you know, all these great media buyers that are already scaled on it, 
you're just going to be picking up pieces behind him kind of thing. And it's going to be harder to kind of get some traction. So yeah. that's where it's like, I, I kind of push people. If you know the ClickBank marketplace at all, it's built on like a stack ranking of performance based on how many affiliates are promoting it. Right. So if you don't have a unique traffic source, like if you're leveraging Facebook or something where it might be saturated yeah. a bit with this bigger spends on it, go to like, you know, page five of the marketplace, <laughs> right. Page five to 10. And those are still yeah. proven enough and backing out well that you can find not sleepers in there, right? But ones that have not hit that really high scale yet. The ones that will be on page one in like a month or two, right? Are kind of in that group. And that's where to start yeah. testing kind of new campaigns on. There you now, go, you're mentioning kind of offers expiring and maybe they do, maybe they don't. I really <laughs> don't know. But I mean, if somebody is hitting something hot, how long does it typically last? Or I'm kind of curious on how that kind of works, or if it just disappears one day or? Yeah, so the expiring thing is an interesting question, right? Because people, oh yeah, the offer's tired, it's expiring. And it's really not the offer being tired or expiring. It's getting, like we just kind of mentioned, saturated in the market yeah. or the audience is getting tired of it. So it's, if the seller or the vendor is refreshing the offer, right? And if coming up with unique angles on it, unique hooks on it, and allowing other types of customers to get access to it or convert on it, that's when you see offer sustained for a while, right? So mm -hmm. like, we'll use Emily Lark, for example, you know, that one looked like it was going to be one that was going to fatigue after a year, where right? she went from $0 seller to an eight figure seller in the course of like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. and it seemed like, a, you know, okay, yeah, it's going to kind of rise and sunset. But she's done a great job pivoting at building different landers, kind of targeting different types of audiences for it, acquiring different affiliates for it and different traffic sources. And it's maintained that for three or four years now, right? So yeah. in my opinion, it's like the offer doesn't really expire. The traffic sources get tired of something. So you either need more traffic sources or different types of it or refreshed landers and refreshed angles on an offer. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I love it. You didn't think you were going to be talking about the affiliate side when you came on this podcast. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought we were going to come in here and talk about why people should should actually put their offers. <laughs> here we are just talking about uh, affiliates, and we'll just insert uh, an advertisement for unlimited virtual cards. Oh my gosh, man. So let's talk about uh, really bridging the gap here in the, in the world of advertising and finance. And I think you can really speak to payouts here, mm, yeah. um, both for the affiliate and mm -hmm. negotiating those terms, uh, but also in terms of uh, the, the offer owner. So what are some, yeah. what are some uh, principles and, you know, tips and tactics that you would recommend for, for somebody to have success on, uh, on ClickBank? Yeah. So I think the misconception to start there is that affiliates are cheap, that they're free traffic, yada, 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 right? They are in the sense that you don't pay for the traffic until a sale happens, right? So it's performance-based in that regard. But compared to like, say, 10 years ago, commissions have come up drastically, right? It's almost like a Cold War kind of scenario of arms racing to pay the most you can to gain affiliate attention, right? Because it's two sides of that coin of conversion and commission. Both mm -hmm. of those have to be on par or better than other offers in the space for you to earn that traffic from those affiliates, right? Now, affiliates are always wanting to test new offers because they, right, their offers fatiguing for their traffic source. So they need to find other offers to supplement it if that offer isn't refreshing. Um, so they're usually happy to test new offers. It's just winning that same traffic from that affiliate month over month or week over week, whoever it might be, or day over day. That's where the economy of scale comes into play. 
So mm. what I have to coach a lot of sellers on with the products is like, Hey, you're, you know, on average, right. For a, let's say a supplement funnel, it's like your initial payout on the front end is going to have to be in that gosh, 60 to $70 range. And then the upsell is going to have to get it to that a hundred to $150 range. Right. If not better. Right. And the good ones are better than that. That's just like in that on par level. So your average payout is going to have to be in that a hundred plus dollar range for you to get what you're probably hoping for. Right. Um, and now how that shakes out for your profit margins and your SKUs and how you bundle things. Well, like, is, I don't know about that, but it yeah. just needs to pay out a hundred dollars. Well, that's where, right, where you get into the one, three, six models, you get into the upsell flows and how those all work. Like that's where you can get really creative, right. With BOGOs or kind of different kinds of like funnel structures and like really get like how to increase that AOV. Um, what we see right at a 30% uptake on an upsell is good. Right. Um, Typically, the upsell has to get you 50 to 100% of that cart. So if you're not getting that, right, those are some levers to That's pull. That's a good rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I kind of just start at the top of funnel, though, right? If, like, if you're not getting at least 1.5% conversion rate on your lander at scale, right, whatever that means, there's probably plenty of meat on the bone to peel back there and kind of improve conversions on the get-go. Um, and then look at AOV and, like, look where you're look where you are leaving money on the table. You think you, the front end AOV before you even put in like any upsell, it should be what? Oh, just, so just the very the first, very first yeah. one. Um, yeah. yeah, that's typically got to be in that $60 range, right? If not more. Yeah. And, right, and that's and then, usually looking at like a one, three, six, if we're talking supplements still, if we're talking digital, that's lower, right? That's in like that 25. You say one, three, six, I'm not. Oh, sorry. One bottle, three bottle, six bottle. And that's what that, that <laughs> yes. one has, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking at. I mean, a lot of the people follow that. There's some different takes on it now and stuff, but typically wow. you give the customers, you know, the one bottle option that's most expensive, three bottle, six bottle that have discounts on the bottle. The one, three, six. And you push I people totally to a three bottle. That. Yeah. Um, in most hmm. cases, right. You see people mess with that and they have the one, six, 12 or all kinds of crazy things that are just, yeah. Trying to, yeah. Okay. Um, so you need to be at one and a half conversion, $60 average order value on the very first offer. And then the, the upsell needs to get you upwards to 90 to 120 dollars on one upsell so price point wise well, so, so i'm usually looking at three upsell steps but that first upsell is going to give you the always the, the biggest. biggest take rate right so yeah that's yeah. where the, it needs to be a 30 percent take rate for success on the oto and what do you think price point wise the range is like if i'm sitting at 60 dollars on the aov mm-hmm. run end what price point well, so yeah, typically I'll see people kind of uh, try to at least match or double that, right, with another bundle if it's a supplement still, and then yeah, so you get like a hundred dollar price yeah. point, and you do thirty percent take rate, you get an extra fifty bucks. Yeah, that's going to put you at one ten exactly, right? and then you downsell from there and kind of half it each time is a common one I see, right? You'll kind of take something away, downsell, take something away, downsell, and then end the funnel if they're not taking. This is fun, man. I like this. I, uh, yeah, no. we don't get into the, the the all the tactics here on upsells and downsells on this podcast. I'm really enjoying yeah, it. but like for a, like for a media buyer, right? Who's like just looking at like just pay me, right? It's like <laughs> pay me for what you owe me. Um, I think it's important for them to understand that a lot of these offers 
are running at margin, if not negative, already, right? When they're paying you a commission. And so when you go ask for more commission, if that's what your strategy is, there's often not a lot they can really give without even going more negative and making it riskier. So it's a big ask a lot of the time. Now, this, right, um, unless unless they're giving themselves margin to play with and negotiate up to, which the smart runs will, right? So there's usually some wiggle room there. But if you're, if you're a media buyer just asking for more money, that's only going to get you so far with an offer owner. What you could ask instead is a customized lander, you know, customized ad swipes, different kinds of things like that, like different like ways to leverage your traffic to get some conversion boost, which is the other way to like lift your average earnings rate. So, yeah. Do you see a lot of, um, do you see a lot of book funnels? This was, this is kind of like, our, <laughs> we did like our agency growth book and yeah. our rich ed, poor ed book. <laughs> And those were, um, you know, if I were to like, you know, they were, I did not do free plus shipping, um, on those. I did a digital version for $9 Mm -hmm. and you know, those converted like two to 3% on the front end. And then we did a physical, um, bundle an audiobook bundle for $49 an OTA one. And then we did a $300 like masterclass course as OT number two that had like a 15% take rate, 20% take rate, something like that. And then we had an order bump that was like the cheat sheet. Um, gotcha. That had like a 40% take rate. And it was like a $37 like order bump. And, um, but like, <clears throat> that's the problem with book funnels is you're starting at like $9. You're starting at yeah. $20. And so to make that work, that was, was Russell Brunson's yeah. like innovative, like, you know, order bump, right? Like the order bump, <laughs> like a, a credit to click files is because like, well, that's, that's what you get stuck with and you live and die by if you're doing on any, anything that's where your core offer isn't $60. Um, yeah, no, that's like, right. I mentioned like some of these digital offers do have lower, right. Payouts kind of thing, but you know, with a scaled offer like that, there's plenty of affiliates looking for additional offers to mail to or to send traffic to or to arbitrage. So they're still winning plenty of traffic, you know, at scale kind of thing. We're like in the examples using before, these are like the top offers scaling. So they're in a different kind of league of their own a bit. Um, I was going to ask too, though, like with that offer, did you offer on that front end, did you test the uh, digital at X dollar and then the full bundle on the same like right to kind of no, I didn't. I wanted to because um, <clears throat> that was right when Facebook was starting to, or this was actually before Facebook was offering like the the video ads with the oh, yes, yeah. you know, yeah. Because we were gonna do like, do you want the physical version? Yes. Do you want the digital version? No. Um, but that was kind of the next iteration. But the margins are so crap on the physical versions. We kind of just didn't want. Oh, I see. Right, right, it, right, right yeah. with the, the cost of the book and the shipping and all that jazz. Uh, Okay, so here's a question I have for you. How much ad spend do you think goes through? Oh God! Like, so you know what the revenue is, right? Like, mm-hmm. how much rev or like how much revenue does ClickBank produce for all their sellers um, annually? It's, it's got to be a couple billion dollars, yeah, like a year for. Yeah, no, it's it's in like the. Like, I can't get too specific for privacy reasons, but. Um, it's, oh really? You can't narrow it down to the cent for yeah. us. <laughs> here's the here's the PNL. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't send this to the CEO. Um, no, so it's yeah, no, it's well. Let's talk about advertising then, right? Like, let's yeah. talk about like how much advertising do you think like all these affiliates just spend per year? 
Gosh, I honestly have no idea. I'd be taking a huge guess at that. It's got to be like <laughs> pretty close to like the revenue number though, right? Like, well, it's got to be more, right? I mean, it's because, well, not more, but I mean, you're getting a multiplier of that or at least break even. But it's, I mean, the, the, the sad state, right, is you have a lot of beginner affiliates <laughs> in the platform probably losing money, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Who knows how much that offsets the positive ROI. Dude, on if I were to guess, I think it's probably like two to five billion, like in ad spend mm. a year. No, it's pretty crazy. It's, I was, I was trying to, I was thinking of it another way. I was like, how many clicks are hitting our, right? Cause I see it on our offer basis. Like how many clicks are hitting uh, these landing see, pages yeah, yeah. on any given day? Like, and it's just like, it's so many eyeballs yeah, out yeah. there. It's just <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just think about that's, I would say, even if you expand that out, right? Like I would say two to 5 billion in ad spend, like in the, the ClickBank ecosystem on ClickBank offers. But if you were to kind of say, Hey, of all the affiliates in your guys' world and all the customers, like they're spending a ton of money on other offers, right? That their own. Um, I would, I think you're going to bump that number up past 5 billion at that point. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and you sort of look at the cross selling that happens and it's like, yeah, different things that, because it, right. Yeah. The, the, the highest use case on ClickBank is customer acquisition. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what people are leveraging ClickBank for is access to customer acquisition. Right. And then what they do with that customer after, right. If it's upsells off of ClickBank or cross sells to other channels, you know, it's yeah. just like, that's where they're making the real money. And that's where a lot of the profit comes from. Well, one of the things that we see in this space right now is a lot of uh, agencies, mm -hmm. you know, it's getting very competitive and they're starting to um, become more performance driven, right? And they're not fully blown affiliates because they don't have the yeah. cash. And so there's a lot of innovation happening around the contracts between agencies and offer owners to where there's like loss pools now, you know, where they'll the the offer owner will put in like five grand of a loss pool so that the agency's willing to put it all on performance, but they're not going to be the first like five grand. Well, so it's almost like a make on... right kind of thing in a way. Yeah, right? okay, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, I... you call it you call it a make right. I call it a loss pool. Yeah. Um, I forgot about we had Mr. James on talking about that stuff. I was like, what? Yeah, we have uh, we have other people you know, talking about how they're going to, you know, guarantee certain performance. Yep. So I, I think that's that being really common. Yeah. The, the agency world and the affiliate world are, are kind of like getting more and more closer together. 100%. And I think it's creating a new, a new ecosystem, right? Where mm -hmm. it's not affiliate and it's not agency. It's like partnerships. Well, I've, yeah. Right? Well, I've seen agencies for a few years now operating on a, just affiliate basis just for cash flow. Yeah. Right. They'll have their agency retainers, they'll have their percent of ad spend they're running. And that's their right on the books, kind of like client work. And then they'll right. run straight affiliate offers just for increase, just for cash flow. Right. And they just yep. want to arbitrage that. And it's just like, it makes yeah. Sense. If you're an offer owner, you know, listening to this and you think about like, well, I want to, I want to get started on, on ClickBank, but I don't know how to recruit affiliates. Like, if you're paying agency retainers five or $10,000 a month right now, like what I would do is I would set aside, you know, I would negotiate with your, your current agency, save yourself like 5k a month in base retainer fees or something. I would go put your offer up on ClickBank and I would just give out like 10 or 20 affiliates and say, Hey, look, I want you to run this. I'm going to give you $500 in like a, in like a test budget. And, um, you, you sign up for ad card, you spin up a virtual <laughs> card, you, you set a limit on it for $500 and then you give that card number to, you know, to that affiliate. Right. And now 
they're going to load that up into their account. They can run it. Like this is in my opinion, like the best way to recruit yeah. affiliates. I think it's difficult to do in, in ClickBank cause it's so, you guys are so big at this point. It's so difficult to really find a way to, you know, get in front of these affiliates and do this affiliate recruiting and networking. Um, because like new offers, it's like you're, you live and die by that ranking system. You guys well, created. The is, like, well, the, the thing is behind the marketplace, right? There's this network effect that happens when you get some semblance of traction, right? Whether it's ad spend, whether it's on email lists, the thing is all these affiliates are watching what each other, what each other are doing. So they're all on each other's email lists and things like that. So if you start to get someone big mailing regularly, you're going to see this like, Hey, what's this? You're going to see this traction gain that way. Not so much from the marketplace at that point, but just from what's happening in the, you know, emailing ecosphere with the ad spends running, right? People that are using spy tools are seeing it. And a lot of the things I get from affiliates are like, Hey, what's this offer, right? <laughs> it keeps popping up. What is this, right? <laughs> How do I get on it? And it's, they, they weren't coming to the marketplace for that. They were just, you know, going through their regular swipe files and different kind of uh, seeing who's yeah, mailing what. Yeah, totally. Well, Thomas, man, this is like, uh, this is not at all where I thought this conversation was going to go. It's <laughs> totally awesome. And uh, we'll definitely have you back on to like focus more of the conversation for, you know, the sellers and the offer owners. But um, yeah, man, tell everybody how we can support you and, and how people can get in touch. Yeah. Well, uh, my website's thomasjmcmahon.com. Um, my socials link to there from there and everything like that. You know, obviously go to clickbank.com, find out more about what ClickBank does. Um, we've got, I would recommend checking out moneycall.clickbank.com if you're looking for offers that are kind of new and upcoming. That's a monthly kind of thing we do where we just highlight kind of top half dozen offers that might not be top of the marketplace, but top EPCs that are coming out. It's a good way to keep in check on that. Um, yeah. And if you're at all interested in chatting about ClickBank, right, or how you can come on board, happy to chat through all of any of that kind of stuff. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, man. This has been awesome. Really appreciate it. Of course, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Hope this was valuable for you and your listeners. so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoored.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, Zach at funnel-.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ed book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoored.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.